You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life. When I think of grace and compassion, what does that bring about? Well, it brings about the good shepherd, the one who tends to us. We, as the sheep, mindless, senseless, just go jump into whatever ravine we find. Uh, We get ourselves trapped. He comes and rescues us. So that's what we're talking about today, the significance of Jesus as the good shepherd. So what is that significance really about this characteristic and trait of Jesus Christ as the Good Shepherd. Yes, and you know, I think there's a healthy fear of God and a not so healthy fear of God. And and this this thing about Jesus being the Good Shepherd is that not only he is he a powerful creator of the universe and and you know the one that's almighty and in all of this beautiful imagery that the scriptures give us, but he is also personal. He is that shepherd that watches over us and, and keeps us safe. And And the thing is, he creates each one of us uniquely different from one another with a potential to love and have a close relationship with him. He is not distant as we sometimes feel that he is, you know, and the beautiful thing about God, as we see in John 1, 14, is that he chose to live among us. The creator of the world wants to live with us, which is just, the, to me, Steve, absurd um, to think that that would even happen or even dream of happening. But John 1, 14 confirms this. The word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we see Deuteronomy 4, 7, the other nation is so great as to have their gods near them the way the Lord our God is near us whenever we pray to him. And then, of course, the beautiful Hebrews 13, I will never leave you or forsake you. So we can confidently say the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me. And and all of these verses, we're familiar with them, but in light of the Good Shepherd, we see God himself uh, identifying as as the one who will care and and take care of and be with and, and rescue. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful picture of that part of God that, that sometimes we forget. Well, that speaks of intimacy, right? I will not fear God because, he says, the Lord is my helper, right? He will not leave us, forsake us. There's intimacy there. So what does it mean to intimately know God? Yeah, you know, he's the propitiation of our sins in 1 John 2, 3 through 6. And I, I think this just says it, not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. And by this, we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. And, you know, we know that we cannot work for our salvation. But on the other side of salvation, if it's a real saving grace, then we will keep the commands of God no matter what. And it says here in 1 John uh, 2, 4, 
when he, when he says, and by this we know we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him, but whoever keeps his word in him, truly the love of God is perfected. By this we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk the same way in which he walked. And you know, wow, that's powerful, powerful. Uh, and, and one of the most informative images of Jesus found in the Bible is this idea of the good shepherd. Because Jesus clarifies his character and mission on earth by saying, my sheep hear my voice and I know them, and they follow me. And Jesus did that so that his followers that know would know that he is kind and caring, that he's a godly leader. He is unlike the abusive religious leaders of their time who constantly came up against Jesus. And, you know, I look at this, and I know you do, Steve, we've talked about this, but Knowing the shepherd's voice was important because a single sheep pen held many flocks, which is interesting. Jesus' followers knew his voice and followed him into his sheepfold where they would be safe. You know, when I think of the the first calling of the disciples. It just says yeah. they dropped their nets and then they went and they followed, right? There's an immediacy about obedience. But a lot of times we think that obedience is taxing on us, like it's a chore. But Jesus actually designed our obedience to protect us and to guide us. That's an important factor for us to remember. So tell us a little bit about that obedience part of following the Good Shepherd. Yeah, you know, I think we just, we think that God came to earth to make us happy and to keep us from ever struggling or or suffering. And it's not what it's about. And we can see it right here, that he is a caring, kind, godly leader. And our response to this must be that we will follow him, you know, no matter what, and willingly want to follow him. And this is the crux of our faith, really. This is how Christians should live. Um, Jesus shouldn't have to push or prod us uh, to follow him. Believers follow him because they know his voice through the word. And we pray, we know the word, and God puts in us the ability to recognize truth from air when we're walking with him. It's just that simple. Yeah. True believers will willingly obey, you know, and because they trust him, because they trust him, they will obey. Look at John ten four. After he gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. They trust him. And the Lord said to Moses, this very thing that you have spoken, I will do for you have found favor in my sight. And I know you by name. And then we look, you know, at at this again. My sheep hear my voice refers to those who listen with an obedient heart. It's kind of uh, leading us to a strong faith that demands action. Uh, 
our faith in Christ in the good shepherd is is not sedimentary. It causes us to action. And we don't need to know the why of a command or the risk involved. Uh, Jesus was was the chief of that. He was following his Lord and no matter what, to his own death on the cross. And we see in Scripture, it's it's a hard lesson, but by faith, we know we are safe with God and will obey him at any cost, safe in that our salvation is safe in him and he, and he alone. And I, I just think it's so beautiful in the Scriptures that God blesses our faithfulness. We see in, in Romans ten seventeen, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him, says Christ. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him and I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue and honor him. This is all Psalms uh, 91. And then James 1, uh, 12, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. When he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Can you imagine that yeah. moment, Steve? Yeah. It's just mind-blowing. We can't even begin to imagine how spectacular that moment is going to be. Unlike and, anything we've experienced. Oh, yeah. And and I can't imagine what that is. But I, I want to jump backward here real quick to your mention of John 10, where Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. Well, yes. then there's a notion here that we belong to him. So if there are true sheep who belong to him, well, then that means that there's also got to be false sheep as well. So how does that play out? What, what what are we to make and understand about the sheep, true sheep who follow him obediently, and then those who are the false sheep? Yeah, you know, the counterfeit Christians, uh, the yeah. cults, the the false preachers, and the, and the false Christians who sadly uh, will join these groups or join those churches that are teaching error. And the term my sheep supports the idea that there are many true and false sheep out there. And the, but the true sheep know, and they love, and they listen to, and they obey the Good Shepherd's voice. Uh, in, this, in this century, it's, it's, it's the word of Jesus that he spoke that's recorded in the scriptures. And false sheep reject the truth of the shepherd. They don't follow him. They follow other sheep, you know, but not the shepherd. And they live out their lives with themselves as their own shepherd, some of them. And we know Christians that just make up their own rules and follow their rules and ignore what Christ tells us to do. And, in, and there are lots of those people. There's lots of those pastors. And they join a group with faults, uh, a shepherd leader who may use Christian words at times. But they are not the good shepherd. And we see this warning at the end times in Second uh, Timothy 4.3. For a time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but have itching ears that they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. Yeah. And Matthew 7 warns us, beware of false prophets. 
who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. The very definition of a Christian, in quotes, a cult that sound Christian, but are not. And they will destroy the lives of people. Um, it, it, it's amazing in the importance of knowing Scripture here, not to be deceived. But when you know the true shepherd, as you know well, uh, uh, Steve, you follow him no matter what. Well, no matter what the consequences. For many, there are consequences, right? But also, yeah. too, we see blessing for the following, right? So there's some blessing in this. What is the blessing then out of obedience for following him? Because God created each of us with a plan, with a purpose, made in the image of God, and he knows best the direction that we should be going. But often we say, well, we don't really want to go that way. But when we do follow him, we find out that what he gives us is so far greater than anything we could have ever pursued on our own. So talk about the blessing of obedience. Yeah, and, you know, the greatest blessing is, I think, is the peace that he he gives us. In the times of toil, in the hard places of life where we end up. And, uh, you know, we're not alone in this. And sometimes our greatest wit, uh, witness to people is in our greatest time of suffer. When we suffer the greatest, people are looking at us. And that we're not afraid. Even though, even though who, who would want to go in to, to a serious health issues or, or, or that kind of thing. But we do. And we're there because we're human. And those that follow him hear his voice. And and this is one of the greatest blessings that we have. We're never alone. And we know that our shepherd will love us throughout life and throughout whatever circumstance we're going through. It's not a Pollyanna. It's for real. Christ paid a great price of suffering himself so that we could be called, you know, his child, his sheep, and part of that. But, but the blessing to those that hear and respond, the call of the Good Shepherd, are saved by grace through faith. Enter his sheepfold to live with him forever. Of his sheep, Jesus said, and we, we, we can close with this, John 10, 28 through 30. I give them eternal life. They shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. No one can snap, uh, snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. This beautiful picture that we as believers are in the hand, in the security of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the triune God. We are in their midst forever in ever, in ever. Yeah. What greater blessings, Steve, you know, is there that there is an eternity beyond our present suffering that we can look to as believers that we will, we can't, we don't even have words on earth to describe what that's like. And I can't wait until I'm in a place where I hear the multitude and I understand that. Oh that language so that I can know him that intimately. Exactly. Uh, it's just overwhelming. It gives us such 
peace. You know, in worldly troubles, we look and we get trapped in that until we take a peek outside behind the curtain and we go, whoa, this life is worth living through the hard times and the good times. Again, to bring others into the fold. It's our job. It's to love God and to love and serve others and so that they might see the Jesus in us. You know, it's just, it's the way we live. It's the way we talk to one another. That's, that's what, our duty. That's, I know, but that's what matters to God. It's not church attendance. You yeah. know what I mean? And it, it's just a beautiful thing. And I, and I love the idea of the good shepherd. Yeah, We're in good hands, you know. Uh, all states fine, I guess. But in the... <laughs> good hands of Christ where we can truly rest. Uh, uh, he's paid the price. We don't have to pay those insurance premiums, but, but it, we are with him by faith and faith alone. It's, that, it's, it's just overwhelming to me. That what is, a beautiful thing that is. Absolutely right. And what better way to begin 2023 than with putting our eyes on the Good Shepherd, talking about obedience and the pursuit. Whatever the consequence may be, there is a far greater reward to come than anything we would be asked to give up in this life. Absolutely. That is the hope of the gospel. I know. And what I a great it. way, as you say, to to just make that our mantra this year. Yeah. I'm following the Good Shepherd no matter what. I don't care what happens. I am following the Good Shepherd because I know he's with me. I know he loves me. And I know he's going to get me through this. And no matter what it is. And if we die, we die to the glory of God. And we live forever with him. So for the Christian you know, in the midst of the worst of the worst, we know we're safe in the hands of Christ. That is um, so be- right. So cool. Just love a beautiful, it. beautiful thought. Absolutely love it. Well, if you have been encouraged by this message this morning, I want to share with you a place where you can learn a whole lot more about the Christian worldview. Maybe this is part of your resolution this year, is to know God in a deeper, more intimate way, but also to be able to share. Scripture tells us we need to be always prepared to give the reason for our faith and our hope, and you can learn that with a Christian worldview. You find this information at anchorsaway.org. You're going to be able to check out boot camp information, resources that are there, some great Bible studies. Uh, This is a wealth of resource for you. Also, you can find all of the past Biblical Worldview Question of the Weeks that have been listed there. So do set yourself aside a couple of weeks and sit back and listen and learn And I'm so grateful that we can kick the year off, starting with you, Nancy. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Well, thank you, Steve. It's just just always so encouraging to hear you and what you're doing and and preaching the truth in a way people can understand it. Um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for Modi for this. Well, we're grateful to you, too. Thank you so much, and our blessings on you for a new year to you in the ministry. If you want to find out more, go to anchorsaway.org. You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the Word to Life.